YOLOCAST! Welcome everybody to a special episode of the YOLOCAST. I've actually, I think I've been saying that quite a bit. I think every episode's a special episode, which means you should just listen to all of them. But this one in particular is a really fun one, or it could be a dangerous one. Who knows? Because we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes, this is a full spoiler review of our thoughts. Uh, we'll probably start it off with a few spoiler-free stuff before we really get into the nitty-gritty of it all. But join with me as always. We'll start it off with the man who writes his best rhymes while sitting behind the wheel with a fresca in hand. Maybe some ciders today. Yeah, it's big Adam. cider. Mr. God awful, big how you doing, man? Cider energy right now. I'm good, man. Uh, I have a little bit of a headache, but rather than taking Advil or Tylenol, I'm I'm drinking alcohol. So, you know, uh, I'm really making great life decisions right now. You know, Peter Parker made some really great life decisions as well. So, um, I don't think that's true. You don't think so? Uh, also, rejoining us after, you know, he had a crazy week. Uh, he's been all horned up, and now he has returned. The horniest man in video games. Our friend Dante, Mr. Daniel Preston, MC. Uh, oh, yeah. Good. Okay. So oh, nice. nasty. Yeah. That's real good. Oh, yeah. Mm, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, what's Hi. up, man? I'm here. I'm back. I, uh, I, uh, I'm glad to be back. I know that I had no place at all in the in the last couple of episodes where y'all talked about uh, Ted Lasso, since I haven't seen it and know rarely, very little about it. So um, it's good to be back. And uh, yeah, happy yes. To be here. If you missed our previous episodes where we talked all about Ted Lasso, all about Barry, uh, it's pretty fun episodes. We and Adam took a real good deep dive on some shows that we think really uh, rocked the past three years. Uh, you can check that over on Anchor.fm/the-yolocast, where you can find our full list of episodes, or just search the Yolocast into your favorite podcast service if you're on spotify listening thank you uh give us a rating tell us uh how you like it maybe hit that add button or follow button whatever it is on spotify to uh get updates for when we post new episodes so without further ado guys let's get right into it spider-man no way home one if if not the most hyped film of the year of the past two three years uh just came out on thursday night uh currently i'm gonna check rotten tomatoes currently it sits on the tomato meter at 94 percent with at 271 reviews and an audience score of 99 percent but but this particular podcast Maybe a little bit different than what the other ones you may be listening to. You might be listening to a lot of podcasts and like, wow, okay, we get it. Everybody loves this movie. Well, even though I love this movie, we may have some different opinions when it comes to Adam and Daniel. So, guys, I want you to start it off. <clears throat> you can ease into it. You can just go full on. This is a shit movie. It Whatever. Was, no, it was. But I'm let you it take was, the wheel. It was okay at best. 
And <clears throat> to quickly talk about something, um, we have had previous discussions about how Rotten Tomatoes sucks balls. And if you do look at some of the Rotten Tomatoes scores, it's fucking so weird how they do things, dude. Because, like, there's one review that's like, this movie's not bad. And it's, like, certified fresh. Like, it gets a fresh rating. So if, like, someone says the movie's okay, my review would technically technically give it a fresh rating because I'm like, yeah, it's okay. So it's such a weird system. So not to, to go too far into that because we've talked about it uh, extensively. But, yeah, it's okay. It's it's not it's not good. It's not bad. It's it's okay. It's a it's an okay so, movie. So my take is like I I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was I thought it was better than okay. I, enjoyed I it. thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um my big thing is kind of touching a little bit on the whole rotten tomatoes thing and just reviewers in general um is the comparison to like Avengers Endgame saying, oh, it's <laughs> better than Endgame. Thing. It's the, the best comic book movie that ever came out ever in the whole wide world ever. Like, I don't mm-hmm. agree with that. I still yeah. think it's a good movie. Um, but then I also, and we can talk about this later, but I think it's also very perspective based and how people feel about the previous Spider-Man movies that are really like, um, I think that's really pushing people one way or another about how they feel about the movies. I think the people who just don't like the movie are probably in a minority. I think most people will enjoy it, but do I think it's the best thing ever since sliced bread? I saw somebody Uh, on Twitter compare it, say I have two 10 out of 10 movies and there is a picture of no way home and infinity war. And I've never wanted to punch someone through a television screen. I'm sorry, a computer screen. So goddamn bad in my life. Like that is wow. That, that is a, quickly. Uh, a what a horrendous comparison of uh, of of movies. There, um, <clears throat> I do yeah. want to 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 set it off my kind of review because you touched on it a little bit. Um, I am incredibly indifferent about the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate them. In fact, I really enjoy them for their campiness. But yeah. I don't know if I would like if I have any attachment to them. Um, and I have not seen the Andrew Garfield movies, mostly due to the fact that I've just been told they're not good. And uh, they're just impossible to, to get your hands on as far as streaming goes. I'm not going to pay to rent these movies when all I keep hearing is how bad they are. And Sony just refuses to let them hit a decent streaming service right now. So, uh I will say that I don't feel my thoughts on the previous movies affect my opinions at all, um, especially considering uh, how, how once we get to the point where I talk about the things I liked most about the movie, yeah. they're kind of referencing stuff that has happened in the past and their parts that have been brought forward from those Spider-Man movies. Um, it's just the things that I hated uh just are kind of the same because the movies that's all the movie is right the movie is just a a culmination of a bunch of spider-man movies so it's kind of hard to not reference previous spider-man movies when you talk about pros and cons with this movie yeah i understand uh dante what are your thoughts um well i mean just talking about not talking about anything specific 
uh, within the movie just yet, but just kind of overall. Um, I do feel like, like I said, I've, I've watched all the Spider-Man movies. So I watched Tobey Maguire, all three of his movies. Um, I watched both of Andrew Garfield's movies. Um, I think that obviously the original Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, uh, in my opinion, are classics. Um, those are both really, really good. Uh, primarily for me around uh, the villains with William yes. Defoe and yes. uh, uh, Alfred. Uh, Alfred Molina. Molina. What's his last Alfred name? How do you say his last name? Yeah. Um, I thought they were amazing. I thought they were great. Uh, the third Spider-Man, uh, I uh, that's probably one of my most yeah. disliked movies. Agreed, agreed. Um, it, it had its moments, but probably definitely one of my most disliked um, and kind of left a sour taste. Um, as far as Andrew Garfield stuff, I actually really liked Andrew Garfield and this movie. Well, okay, I guess we're we're already yeah, getting into spoiler into, stuff anyway. Okay, right? so right, uh, I'm just gonna warn anybody. I mean, if that's <laughs> if you don't listen, now. Anymore, I mean, Cats too late the now. Bag. But I mean, you yeah, said it was a spoiler yeah, podcast anyway, so spoiler free and then get in the nitty gritty. But fuck it, it's full spoilers. Yeah, go go away if you don't want to listen. But the spoilers go away. Start. Go away. Get out of here. Yeah, get, get out to of see here. Tom Holland's dick. Yeah. Go watch the movie and then come back and then play and then pause it. Go watch yeah, the movie the and then play. Spoilers start again. now. Go for um, it. Yeah. So, not again. I'm not getting into specifics, but Andrew Garfield's take on Spider-Man. I actually really like his take on Spider-Man. I think that the material he was given in his first his two solo movies was pretty garbage. Like the first one was okay. The second one was yeah. completely garbage. Um, the material given to him, but I think he has like the acting chops um, and the ability to play a great Spider-Man. And I feel like spoilers. I feel like this movie kind of reinforced that for me. Cause I actually really, I will, really liked him. I'm going to take that a, 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 maybe this is a little bit of a hot take. I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man more than I liked Tom Holland as Spider-Man in this movie. Wow. I, I will I, I agree with you, actually. I will actually agree with you. The moment, the scene where he is dangling from the ceiling and, like, he's just like, seriously, I need to do more than this. Like, it's just like there's a, a, a bit of confidence that it was my biggest gripe with Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the MCU is just his whole like, oh, I, I don't know if I can do this without help. Like, it's just like the the conf he had like the perfect combination of still kind of like childish in a way, but clearly grown up and confident in himself. So like, I really, yeah, Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man in this movie for sure. Yeah. That's actually uh, that's actually a really good point you just made there because I kind of think they sort of did that on purpose with Tom Holland because you think about it with uh, the Andrew Garfield movies and the Tobey Maguire movies they I mean Tobey Maguire kind of started in high school sort of but they were pretty much grown in yeah. all their movies for the most part um, they never there was never a, uh, a depiction of Spider-Man live action where he was like in high school where he's like actually still a kid through mm -hmm. all of his movies um, which I think kind of made tom holland's take on spider-man like almost required to be more you know dependent on you know mcu avengers or whatever and a little bit more i don't know what i'm doing i don't know if this is right oh i keep messing stuff up oh i messed up the spell oh, i keep doing this whereas with toby Maguire and andrew garfield 
you know, you would expect them to be more like, like you said, like with Andrew Garfield's like, really? I mean, this is yeah. not proof enough. I mean, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, so they, 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 and I think that's a, a good uh, trait for Spider-Man. And I think that's what a lot of people imagine when they think of Spider-Man is because Spider-Man's been around for mm-hmm. such a long time. Uh, so he's not a new hero in the comic books. So, you know, he's going to be okay. So Spider-Man, everybody knows Spider-Man. So he's a veteran. He's going to have this, have that. Um, but Tom Holland's take on it is more like a origin early, very, very early Spider-Man. Nothing that we've really ever seen yeah. in live action and in most mediums, I think. Um, so I think that's why Tom Holland's take on Spider-Man kind of pushes people in a weird direction because they're used to seeing a more experienced Spider-Man. Um, and this is obviously not. I wouldn't yeah. say it's really more experience per se, because I mean, like Toby, Toby starts in high school too. It just seems like he's more experienced because he looks like a forty-year-old man, right? And right. Garfield, but by Spider-Man two, he's out. I think yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man one, two, he, he's a kid. Spider-Man two, he's in college. Unquote, yeah, kid, Spider-Man two. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man one. Well, I think in, isn't didn't he go to college in Spider-Man one? Like he started off in high school in Spider-Man uh, one, but then I he like went to just, college. He was like I already think they a senior. Just graduate I think. senior year in Spider-Man. I one. think I, I can't. I think remember. Toby, where Toby is in Spider-Man one, is about where Tom is in this movie. Yes. Like yes. Like yeah, trying exactly, to get yeah. um, you know the the uh, yes the figure get his footing yeah. in college you know yeah, and exactly. mj for sure yeah. mj is the the one that's like really like more so trying to be like what am i gonna do with life whereas he's just like oh he's already got his photographer gig going and shit like that yeah same as spider-man 2 yeah. that it amplifies it even more which i mean maybe we're in full spoilers but by the end of this movie i got hardcore spider-man 2 vibes because where he oh, yeah. where it gets set up and that's why I really enjoy the end of this movie because I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting to come out of this movie being like okay cool I want even more Spider-Man but but where they leave Tom Holland I'm excited for the potential of a new trilogy with him because it seems like now we're going to get really really good Spider-Man storytelling especially if they stay with MCU if they, if they don't if they don't stay with MCU which I'm pretty positive they are but if they don't, then, you know, then, oh, you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen? <laughs> yeah, that's and that's my biggest concern. Like, I actually I agree. I do like the way the movie ended and I like the place that uh, Tom Holland mm-hmm. Spider-Man is in. Um, I like the fact that he's still technically in the MCU. But my biggest worry um, isn't Tom Holland as an actor. It's not, you know, uh, the other co-stars or whatever. My biggest worry is Sony. Yes and how much control creative control specifically that sony is going to try to like enforce in the next movies um specifically when it comes to their whole venom verse with venom and morbius and all of them and how they try to mix things in like i actually do look forward to movies where um tom holland spider-man doesn't have to rely on an mcu character like I liked, I liked, I liked the past three movies where there was one. It was cool. It was interesting to see the interaction, but I think at this point he doesn't yeah. need it anymore. Um, so you know he doesn't need a Tony Stark or a Nick Fury or yep. a Doctor Strange. Um, but my biggest worry is if Sony tries to Sony yeah, where the does shit that put him? You know what I mean? You know because Morbius, Morbius is not to deviate too much, but Morbius to me is still the most fucking confusing situation because if you watch a trailer 
there's a uh, poster in the background that is Spider-Man yeah. with that has murderer written on it. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton pops up, mm-hmm. which is it's assumed that obviously it's Vulture. What? Where is the? Mm-hmm. But he's referencing Venom. Where does that lie? I can't agree enough with. My biggest concern is Sony here. Like, I think the think yeah. the and whole ending, the culmination of it being of Doctor Strange being like. No one remembers you, and I fuck. I hate it, but I get it because I feel like it's a it's a it's a move of a chess piece to go. If Sony tries to fuck us again, nobody knows who this kid is, and we can move on in the MCU without having continuity issues. Yeah, it's definitely I think to save the MCU's ass. If yeah, all of a sudden yep. Sony pulls him. Um, yeah, there's no, no nobody's like, well, where did Peter Parker go? Because they can't say Peter Parker anymore. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, that was that's one of my biggest gripes with the movie is how forced that kind of felt. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel like an organic decision to but make. This is also um, just like that's a comic book thing when it comes to Spider Man. Like I get that, but I mean, but it. So like I. I I totally Comic get it. Comic book things are not always good in in movies. No, yeah, where, like, of course. It's it's this it's the same vibe as like everyone. Nobody actually dies in comics. I don't want that in these yeah. movies, like because it, it just totally negates any sort of stakes at all. You know. Um, yeah. But I can, again, I, can I understand that. where it's like the decisions are kind of kind of made, um, but it left a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, and don't get me wrong. One of the 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 best parts of that that story, and I will give credit to, is him seeing the cut on MJ's head at the movie, and him going, "Okay, these people are better off without me. Let me get out of my own ass." Like that's a yeah. that's an incredible growth that unfortunately, like, just seemed shoehorned in at the end. I didn't feel like he was learning his lesson at all through the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, I can agree with that. He, yeah, because he just kept making it worse and and worse for himself till, I mean, till the unfortunate passing of, of Aunt May, uh, Marissa mm-hmm. Tomei, which mm-hmm. was something I was expecting. I was expecting her to die, but what I wasn't expecting is for this yeah, movie that's... to make her the Uncle Ben, of the MCU, basically the... of this Peter Parker, and I. Right. I loved it. I absolutely loved, I loved that watching move Marissa by them. Tomei die. Loved it. Well, no, I get. No, I understand that he needed something. He that, needed that a, performance. A yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, we so, we know Tom can can sell that shit. He it took it with, me. He did it with Tony in Endgame. It took me about an hour and a half to really get into this movie. I'll be I'll be honest. I I was enjoying the ride. I was having fun with it, but I found myself kind of starting to get bored even when even after the uh sequence where you know doc ock gets introduced but this is where you know spoiler territory leaks all this stuff come into play which kind of dampen the effect quite a bit i mean imagine if alpha molina never came out and said yeah i'm in this movie and oh well just imagine if they just put them all over the trailer that's the biggest The biggest problem yeah. is is, so, is Marvel really or Sony whoever whoever does the the marketing for them. I, I think it's, it's Sony. more Sony. I think it's more Sony. <clears throat> they, it 
I feel like it was a, they I feel all like it was just a Sony issue. These so, leaks and we're like, let's let's just go with them. And it's yeah. like, dude, like I th- I heard I heard that the original plan, the whole original marketing plan was this. They were gonna try to market the movie as uh Spider Man, Tom Holland Spider Man fighting Doctor Strange. Yeah. That's how they were gonna try to market it. Instead of like, you know, being the mentor, it was gonna be like he's gonna be fighting Doctor Strange. And then the whole thing with the multiverse and all the villains and all the Spider-Mans, freaking the one, the leak spoiler that pissed me off the most, the whole Matt Murdock thing, like all of that was going to be hidden. They were going to try to keep all that secret. And I feel like if this was just a Marvel Studios movie, they would have probably been able to do it a lot better. But because it's Sony working with them and Sony just can't help themselves and they want to try to market the best that they can so they can get as many butts yep. in the chairs because they care more about money than actually the 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 fans and that ex- that yep. fan experience i think that's where the leak started coming from i think they did it on purpose like amy pascal whoever i think they yeah, did it I, on purpose. I definitely agree i mm-hmm. and oh no i oh, so sorry, i didn't ahead. really actually get fully committed and just kind of like all right he what this is fucking crazy but I, i'm in for it let's let's see what's going on it's the scene where i i, I i'm just gonna assume you guys hated it but i i somehow loved it just because i was so mind blown but the scene where they go back to happy's apartment and it's just the scene of happy's camera right at the the apartment and all these all the you know all these villains just start filing in as peter's holding the door open <laughs> filing into the apartment i i remember just sitting there like what the hell am i watching right now what the hell am i watching this is this is getting so crazy this is getting so weird but i don't entirely hate it yet and then when he starts you know trying to help them out and he helps out doc ock to make him not hear the voices in his head anymore that's one of the best the best that was really yeah that was amazing i have like four top moments of the movie one of them being Alfred Molina's delivery of that. Yeah, I, it's been so long without the voices in my and head. Like that's just what an incredible even like, even before that was. Actually, let's go back a little bit behind that too. Right before when Peter's racing the feast because he finds out Norman Osborn's there, and we all mm. know what Norman Osborn is. We mm. all know how Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is. He's He's a scary guy. He's probably one of the scariest Spider-Man villains ever. Green Goblin in general is. So, mm. and then we see him just sitting there with with Aunt May and having a conversation. And him, you know, his he's delusional. He's just totally lost it. Uh, mm. I mean, it that that really got me too. Like, what are they? What are they trying to do here? Are they going to try to do a totally different take on Goblin? Which, yes, mm. but no at the same time. Uh, I I I liked the back and forth between Willem Dafoe and Tom Holland. I was, it was weird. It's it's different. It's definitely not what his mo is, and I don't think, I don't think it, it's not really that believable to see him like helping out Peter and doing this. It's somewhat believable because he did have a bond with Toby's Peter in the first one, way more than his own son. So I could kind of see it, but I knew deep down that eventually whatever that green goblin voice would come out and and take over and it does and that whole apartment scene just gets very crazy very hectic when then it like we were leading into 
the glider hitting Aunt May, I thought she was dead on the spot. <laughs> but then she gets up, and I was like, whoa, what, what are they doing here? But you can tell that there's something clearly off with her. I thought at first maybe it was just going to be like, oh, she's just going to like lose her memory. Is she just going to be totally doo-doo brains for the rest of her life or something? Like, is totally that, doo-doo brains. Is that what they're going to do? But no, they just they kill her and they rip our hearts out in the fashion. And, and I think, I mean, everybody loves the Tony Stark, Tom Holland scene when, when Peter Parker dies. And this takes the cake, I think. But it shows you just the range that Tom Holland has when it comes to these death scenes because he, I mean, he does he does an amazing job. He, he does an amazing job just sitting there with Aunt May, reassuring her, like, everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be okay, when everybody knows it's not going to be okay. And then minutes before we even get to there, she drops, she drops the great power comes great responsibility line. And she delivers it in a totally different fashion than what we're used to hearing it from Toby's uh, Spider-Man, from what we heard, and I think we heard it in Amazing Spider-Man as well. Uh, it has it has a lot of different context in this. Like in those ones, it's kind of like okay, you know, becoming Spider-Man, becoming a hero. Well, he's already a hero in this one. In this one, it's more like you're going to have to deal with these sacrifices. The sacrifices are going to come. And it's it's just it's just the way it is. It's how you overcome all these sacrifices and how you keep pushing on. And then she just drops dead in front of him. And it's just it's such a heartbreaking scene and the music as well playing in the background. I mean, the soundtrack on this movie, I I love to death. I love the remixes of all the different themes of all the villain themes. It's absolutely amazing. We get happy driving up in that moment, and you see the emotion on his face, too, because even though that whole weird comedic love or whatever fling that they had, you know that deep down, Happy loves this woman, you know, and he just lost his best friend, and now he loses the woman he loves, too. So it's just a whole big thing, and and then it leads into the best part of the movie, which... I'll be honest, I, I will be totally honest, which shows that maybe, yeah, maybe this movie isn't as strong as everybody thinks it is. But if Toby and Andrew didn't show up, I don't think this movie would be as strong. I really don't, and that's me. Now, maybe you guys think it would be stronger if they didn't show, if they didn't show up, but I truly believe that they needed to be in this movie, and that rooftop scene at the high school definitely needed to happen. I mean... And then minutes before that, the the most gorgeous cinematic in Spider-Man history, I think, is him standing in front of the billboard of J. of J. Jonah Jameson, which highly underutilized, but like at the same time, like wildly cares, underutilized. You know? Wild, no, wildly underutilized. I care. But I, I mean, care I, a lot about that. Ah, like, I mean, like, what, what else? The what, what the fuck else is he gonna do, though? It, it, I don't know. I don't know. He he does the same shit that he was doing in the first ones, but. Whatever. I loved that scene of, you know, he's telling the whole world or whatever about Spider-Man being a menace and how the rain's going and Spider-Man's, like, kind of starting to believe him now. And it's just Peter's going down such a dark, dark hole. And then the Spider-Man come in 
And I love the I, I love the introduction of them. The Spider Men. <laughs> they come in. Spider Men. Right. And I, I just like love that. the introduction. I oh, I don't give I don't give a flying I'm taking I'm taking notes of everything you're saying here, Chris, because okay. I have I, I have I, I don't have give a yeah, I, I I bet you do. And here's gonna be a retort to this one too. I don't give a flying fuck about Ned Leeds learning magic. Okay? I think it's funny, I think it's clever, it gives him something to do, because let's be honest, it's not like it's gonna lead anywhere anyways. He's probably not even gonna be in the MCU anymore. It's not like I'm expecting him. I don't know what if people get really really upset about it. I'm like, what are you do you really expect like he's gonna show up to Sanctum Centaurum and become like a wizard or something? No, it, they're, they're not I doing so. that. They're just they're just trying that. to. I, I would not. I, I would definitely not. I, I, w- just, I would. Just, I would pay for a Marvel short of just Wong and Ned. Okay, a short. Yeah. Okay, I, I would. Yeah, I would watch a. Sh- yeah, I would watch a short. I would watch a Marvel short for that for sure. But I don't think it's gonna mean some huge thing and i don't know i love that that they were the one to summon them i love that those two in particular were the ones to summon them in and 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 even even before garfield comes popping in it caught me by surprise because i definitely did not expect for them to show up that early on or in that fashion so i was definitely expecting them to come in towards the ending where you know, the sky turns purple and all that stuff and people coming mm-hmm. through. I thought it was going to yeah, be yeah. some stupid cameo like that. That's how we're going to see Garfield and Toby. But no, they give us so much more. They, yeah, there's a lot of fan service in this film. There is so much fucking fan service in this film. And I think this this film does the best at it because it it gives us, they, they do the fan service in the right way. They give us all the conversations we wanted, but they don't, they don't do it very, uh, they they don't do it poorly. That's that's how I put it. They don't make it, they don't make it really. It's 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 all cheesy because it's it's all comic booky, you know. But they don't make it, especially when they talk about the organic web shooters and stuff. I, I couldn't wait for that conversation or hoped that conversation would happen. And they they don't make it that weird. They don't make it that weird or that that corny. They make it like oh okay like, we we get it. We're not gonna bug you about it. It seems like like your own thing. But I just. There's so many little interactions with that. My favorite things are the conversations in this in these movies, and especially with the villains. All the conversations with the villains early on, you know, yeah, they give a lot of backstory f- for each of them, but that's needed for the not common Spider-Man viewer or who hasn't watched all the movies of the past 20 years. And and I'm I'm interested to ask ask you about it, Adam, because you did not see the amazing spider-man movies so i'm curious to see if if it was annoying about getting somewhat of electro's uh background background story when he was explaining it or some of lizards but i think it's all needed and and they all have good back and forth and banter that i wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting to for the most part have them all gel so well sandman and lizard were the only ones who were like okay you're not needed but I get why you're here. It's a culmination of 20 years of Spider-Man movies. And and like you were saying earlier, Dante, I don't think... And, well, this, this is definitely what hurt the movie is people comparing it to Endgame. And that was the issue. You Don't compare it to Endgame. And people got to stop comparing any fucking Marvel movie that comes out now to Infinity War and Endgame. It's not going to happen for... We're not going to see another movie like that for, I hope, 
years down the road, if ever again. But what this was, was definitely Spider-Man Endgame. This was a definitely an Endgame type story for Spider-Man. Not the MCU, and it's not going to blow up the MCU that much. But for Spider-Man and the past 20 years of Spider-Man movies, it's a culmination of that. It's a culmination of, of all those shitty superhero movies that we think now but were groundbreaking at the time. I mean, this movie ends up at the, at the Statue of Liberty, where, which not really too much tie-ins, but I mean, that's where, that's where it all started with X-Men. You know, that's where the original X-Men had their big finale, the, one of the very first superhero movies to start the path. And to now have it here with all the Spider-Man and the moments they share and some of the moments they don't share, it, it was just magical to me. It, just, it really was. It, it, that's, and I can keep going on, but I'm going to stop. So, Chris, you're saying you, you like the movie. Is that what, what I'm is saying? That is, what, is, that, is that the takeaway? Right. You like the movie? It's, it, it's, it's an an okay. Movie. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I like the movie. Damn, I feel like I, I just know. watched the whole movie again. You just oh, went talk about it. You just sorry, told sorry. the whole movie. Damn. All the emotions. I think it's. I think it's important to to also establish. There's a lot of variables here about what can cause, uh, what may be causing my, it's okay opinion. Um, Me personally, Spider-Man is not even in my top five superheroes. So Mm -hmm. that's a factor. Um, Also, I think it would be uh, irresponsible of us to make this review and not talk about how much the internet fucking ruined this movie for us because i knew aunt may was dying so i did not have any emotional attachment to that scene whatsoever it happened and i was just waiting for it to happen um and luckily that didn't get spoiled for me but i just kind of had a feeling it was going to totally spoiled dante saw unfortunately uh, a headline with Matt Murdock. Me and you, Chris, saw a photo yeah. of Charlie mm-hmm. Cox sitting at the kitchen table. Yeah. Um, just by clicking on, well, for me, all I did was go, oh, Kevin Feige's trending. I wonder why. And the first fucking photo is Charlie Cox sitting at that goddamn table. Yeah. Um, we knew Toby and Andrew were going to be in the movie. It was just a matter of time how they were going to show up. Yeah. That being said, to talk about how they were introduced the way andrew came in was amazing like the whole you kind of see a silhouette of a spider-man oh shit he's coming oh my god it was (laughs) it was the big it was the big white spider-man eyes for me that i could tell right away i just want to say that's what she said toby literally like was sitting there like he was waiting for his portal (laughs) like he steps down he's like Oh, hey, guys, I've been looking for your friend. That is something I know that we disagree on. I think Toby was awful. I'm not giving him any slack. I don't give a fuck how long it's been since you've acted. Act like you give a shit about this. I know the paycheck was fat. Toby dialed that in. That face of him stopping Tom from the glider. Like, it was like... It was like a weird moment in like a Christian movie where like Jesus comes down and just gives somebody a look and they know they fucked up. 
Like, that's what that was. Like, Nickelback should have been playing in the background. That was a terrible shot, and I will stand by that. The that terrible being shot said, of just, like, his face? Is, I, of I him so just – no, the the just the, him acting like there was no – I know what the scene was supposed to portray. Like, Toby was supposed to give him a face, like, listen, you're going to regret this. We've told you you're going to regret this. You're better yeah. than this. And instead, it was just an awkward <laughs> – I mean – Moment. Have you, like, see, have you seen Spider Man 2 on the train? I mean, it's no, a I know, moment, dude. but it's it, the I know. same thing. It just looked, no, I, I get it. I'm not, I'm not fighting it. I, I Listen, totally get yeah. it. He, when just, he gives those looks, it just looks like he's constipated and has just, to shit his yeah, brains out. All it's the time. not, it's not a good look. Um, no. but all right. So again, I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place here. I kind of want to just step back to some of the things you talked about here. Um, the rooftop scene for me, I just I hated it. I hated the rooftop scene. I hated that they they tried to shove emotion into the two Spider-Mans just being like, here are some summaries of our major plot points from our movies. Like it just it it, it didn't it didn't vibe for me. It was just like, all right, we know, we know. Now, if I had never seen the previous movies, would I have cared more? Maybe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I knew the moment that the the great responsibility line came out of Aunt May that there would be some finishing each other sentences down the line. Like, I, you could see it coming from a mile away. Um, Andrew Garfield, though, talking about Gwen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like, that, that was the one part on the rooftop where, but like, where it was like, yeah, my Uncle Ben, my Uncle Ben. My uncle, great responsibility. I was just like, this is this is seeming redundant and silly, and I don't like it. Um, See, what I what I thought of that was like that that was their moment of of trust, you know, like that, and that shows that like, okay, we like, yeah, we all are Peter Parker, but you you know, even before that, like, we don't, they all don't really trust each other, especially Tom. Tom's going through it, but uh, he's going he's going through his shit, but but that greater responsibility just kind of shows that like. And it's, and I like I, I like that part when Toby finishes it off and he's like yeah he's like you may think right now that it's you know the end of the world but really like that what that line is and that's going to give you and all this is it's going to give you hope and it's going to build you into a a a new person a a better yeah. Spider-Man and a better hero type thing if if I am an 18 year old that just lost his mother figure I'm telling that guy to go fuck himself. For sure. <laughs> like, I, I get what they were going with. It just didn't it didn't resonate with me. It didn't vibe with me. It just seems seemed unnecessary and a, a way of forcing these three together. Whereas Andrew Garfield, just everything just felt super organic about him being there. It's so weird that I feel that way because I haven't seen his movies. And maybe that's a reason why. Um, I, I, I mentioned earlier I had four top scenes. Even though we called it a fucking how long ago, the moment the first trailer came out, or maybe the second trailer, and we saw it coming a mile away, the moment he caught MJ and, like, he sat there with her in his arms Mm -hmm. all teared up, that was probably the most emotional moment for that movie for me. Because, like, that man sold, like... uh, There was just so much emotion going through that dude at that moment, dude. Like, it's so crazy to think about like I mean, oh yeah, fuck I, this is what i should have done for gwen 
I'm glad I did. Like, that's like, that's those complex like type of things. It's like, oh yeah, this is this is good fucking storytelling right here. Yeah, like, I mean, that was that was good. He's bawling his eyes out and asks MJ like, "Are you okay?" But I love when MJ's like, "Yeah, we're good, man." And it's it's yeah, it's a little comedic at first because she's like, "Oh, this man's just like losing his shit right right now." But then when she kind of goes, "Are you okay?" We all, I mean, everyone knows that the audience, well, most people in the audience, and you can see it on his face. It's like, okay, here's, there's his redemption, and now he can kind of yeah. breathe again and try to move on with his life. Because I, I love the line, too, where he goes, like, I, I quit pulling my punches. And we start to find out that, like, okay, this Spider-Man has gotten way more violent over the years yeah. because yeah. of the fallout with Gwen, which is great to fucking find out about because where we leave him in Amazing Spider-Man 2 we don't know. We don't fucking know. There was supposed to be a third one. And that, that that's what was nice, too, to me as a Spider-Man fan, even though the first two trilogies do not come to nowhere close to where this one, the Tom Holland trilogy does, I, I personally believe. And I'd be shocked if you guys would really disagree with me that much on it. But one thing that we didn't get with Tobey Maguire's movies and Andrew's movies is we didn't get a finish. We didn't get some finality to them of where Tobey's story was going. We were supposed to get some sort of Spider-Man 4, but we never got it. And we never got the third Amazing Spider-Man movie. So, and honestly, after watching this movie, I wouldn't fucking mind if they were like, and and I can see Sony pulling this bullshit and I'd be okay with it if they were like, hey, we're going to make another movie with Andrew Garfield. I am so fucking for that, dude. I'd be okay I am, with Andrew. I'd be okay I'm with I'm more it. for I'd that. Okay I'm more, it. oh, dude, I never even thought of, I am totally in for a third Andrew Garfield over a new Tom Holland trilogy. Yeah. I, I will absolutely, that, well, I that could would get me to see go them to the doing theaters. both. I could definitely see them doing both because I could see oh, Sony trying to don't do, do that. They, they will. Come on. Come on now. For, the rumor is, the rumor is, and I mean, Feige's, Feige's already said that like they are in active development of some something with more Tom Holland in the MCU and his own. Well, movies. he's got the original agreement was that he would still be a part of another. Yeah. Uh, Marvel. But, so and now I'm like fucking confused. Like, where does he, he sit? Unless it's something in the past. Like, dude, you know, how heartbreaking it is that we're not going to have that. The that Sam Wilson, Peter Parker interaction that could have been. Like, I fucking hate that ending, dude. Oh, my God. All the shit you, that we're losing because of that ending. I mean, he's still That established be the, the connection. Yeah, I know, People but that established connection of, like, the way that Sam... The way that Anthony Mackie plays Sam Wilson. Like, yeah. we don't... We're not going to get that dynamic of him being like, oh, the spider kid that shot me. Like, you know what I mean? The the callbacks well, are gone. The thing. That sucks. No, that that can't. That, no, not entirely because people still know Spider-Man. People still know that Spider-Man is a kid. They just don't know that he's Peter Parker. People still know about Spider-Man. People still know Spider-Man. Everybody just doesn't know who Spider-Man is anymore. You know what okay. I mean? It, it's confusing right, okay. as fuck. I got but you. It's there. No, no, so it's, we, it's, it's not. It's just it, like it's it could, stupid. It's bad. It, it's, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it, it's it could bad, still happen. It could it's still bad, happen. and it's Sony's so. fault. It's bad, and it's Sony's fault. And I'm going to yeah. keep keep saying that Sony is the reason I probably dislike this movie because yeah, it was as something that Dante you said previously. Great Sony movie. Okay, Marvel movie. It could have been better. Hey, could have been I'm better. Here. 
Um, as far as fan service goes, so um, I think the fan service they did it, it they played it too medium, in my opinion. But a little, all right, you go ahead. So Dante. you guys, you guys got to yeah, you guys got to talk uh, about your scene, favorite scenes, and all this stuff. So now it's my turn. Um, so once again, I'm gonna reiterate. I I did enjoy the movie. Um, the scenes that were like my favorite scenes that I thought were the my the best scenes, most of them, not all of them, but most of them, were also the scenes at the same time. They were my favorite scenes, but also the scenes that I despised the most. Mm. Um, not because of the actors, not because of the story, not because of all that stuff. Again, the biggest thing, and this, I, I think when we talked on Discord, I typed in, I gave it like yeah. a seven out of ten. I would have probably given it like an eight or an eight and a half, close to nine out of ten, um, if I didn't know everything that was going oh, to happen Lord, in the movie. I would have, yeah. I would have given this movie so, an easy seven, easily. One of my fav- one of my favorite scenes, uh, was right out right off the bat when Matt Murdock showed up and. Like I had that initial moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, there he is," but it didn't hit as hard for me because I already knew what was going to happen. I saw the headline, and I actually did see the mm-hmm. leaked picture too. Um, I saw, I saw that, so I knew it was going to happen. Um, the uh, the Andrew Garfield scene where he catches Zendaya, um, mm-hmm. you know, when she's falling, great, mm-hmm. amazing scene. I think honestly, like just from this, and I think one of y'all said this earlier. I think from this movie, not the past movies, but just in this movie, I think Andrew Garfield was mm-hmm. the best Spider-Man. Um, and I think he was probably my favorite character yeah. in the entire movie. Um, and in that scene, that just kind of like put the cherry on top for me because just the way he like just emoted and how it resonated, like it was amazing for me. That was that was literally the amazing Spider-Man. That was it was great. Um, the only thing that kind of dulled it down for me, though, is I knew it was going to happen. Like, as soon as she starts, because, like, as soon as the trailer dropped and she starts falling, and this is more speculation, yeah. but also leaks and stuff that he was going to be in the movie. Like, I knew they were going to do something with that. So as soon as she starts falling and Tom jumps after her, then he gets hit away. Then they quick cut to Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I was comes. like, okay, here it comes. Yep. This is where he catches her and he saves her. She doesn't die. And so I knew it yeah. was going to happen. Um, the Aunt May stuff, I didn't actually know mm-hmm. that she was going to die, but I saw yeah, it yeah. coming. I'm with you on that. Like, and that's, and that's the big thing with a lot of the stuff in this movie is I think it, like, I, I think the scenes played out really well. I think the uh, most of the actors did a great job and the story was pretty decent too, but a lot of the stuff, if it didn't already leak, I could already mm-hmm. see it coming. Mm-hmm. Like it was very predictable. The only thing that wasn't as predictable for me um was at the end when he did cast a spell where everybody would forget peter parker um and not necessarily and that's the thing that threw me off about it and i don't hate the idea of it i think it's actually really interesting for the future um but the thing that threw me off or the thing that i liked because i thought it was i thought he originally said uh okay we're gonna go back to the original spell well where everyone uh will forget that you're spider-man you know like they'll still remember peter parker they'll just forget that you're spider-man that was what the original spell was supposed to be but then when he changed it up and said everybody's gonna forget you everybody's gonna forget that you exist i was i was taken back i was like whoa i was like okay well that's different um but the one of the things that i don't know if i'd say necessarily bothered me but 
from that point and then or starting that's the end point and then starting at and a little bit stuff trickled in like the aunt may scene um but pretty much where the villains first start coming through everything in the middle of the movie like the entire middle of the movie most of the movie it was all a sony love yeah. letter um which isn't necessarily yeah, a bad thing it's not a bad thing but it was it was a sony love letter like it was a, a lot of fan service Ooh, and it was some, some good fan service too i i um, enjoyed no, yeah. i'm gonna let you keep going but i just want to say the fact they let will defoe say i'm something of a scientist myself oh, my oh i fucking that was my I biggest pop my ass off. that was my biggest pop of yeah. the movie like i i i cheered once yeah, once matt murdoch showed up because i didn't give a fuck that i knew it was coming he caught that brick and i lost my yeah. shit but then when yeah yeah when he caught the brick will defoe yeah, yeah. saying that i was like this is this movie's could be upper echelon and then yeah. unfortunately the whole theater yeah. lost its yeah. shit when he said that so i, yeah. I was laughing yeah um honestly like the the things the the takeaways that i have that weren't they weren't like game breaking or movie changing and like i said they didn't make me change my rating from like a nine or an eight to like a four or a three um there were just scenes that i was just like eh about was the second act where you know like you, i know you liked it where all the villains they started coming through the apartment um i thought it was interesting and also a little weird um i would say i i loved uh, doc ox performance in the entire movie i loved uh william defoe's performance with uh yeah. norman osborne i actually hated uh yep, jamie fox's really? performance okay yeah because because it literally like number one it didn't seem like they gave the character much to chew on. He didn't really have any reins. He was just a villain. He's like, "Ooh, I love this power. Exactly. How can I get more power?" Yes. He didn't have he didn't have any like any notion of like trying to turn good like the other ones. Yeah, he like, just oh. wanted power. So, you know, he was a villain the entire time. And also, like it was it was literally Jamie Fox playing Jamie Fox. Like it he wasn't playing the character Electro. Um and you know, obviously he didn't they didn't have to paint him blue for that, but his like just his his quips, his mannerisms, and like the funny lines he had, whatever. It was yeah. just Jamie Fox. He didn't I, really have to try too hard. It was just Jamie Fox. I'll Fox's say this Jamie about Fox. the Jamie Fox thing. I will say, to, to counter to counter it slightly, yeah. I for the most part of the movie, he didn't really try to change. I, I will say, I, I liked the back and forth between uh, Jamie and Sandman for just that brief period in the apartment. Because I feel like that was kind of the moment where Sandman's kind of convincing him, like, hey, man, like, we'll just we'll go home. Like, he is, he's trying to help us in some weird way or another. This kid is trying to help us. And Jamie was kind of like, all right, I guess, I guess I'll go with it. But you got to think, I mean, which, unfortunately, this is what they set up Amazing Spider-Man 2 as well. He has all this electricity and power running through him that he can feel at any given moment. And now he's in a brand new world and there's that has crazy amounts of power because Tony Stark, you know, with the arc reactor and all that shit. Right. So I think what kind of pushed him over the edge is it all goes back to the incredible performance of Willem Dafoe and the Green Goblin, because, you know, that Green Goblin voice just kind of convinced everybody like, hey, like there's nothing wrong with us. We don't have to be fixed. We can be like this. Which is another part, which is why I think I like that apartment scene so much, is because, you know. Do you think that you think that scene affected everybody though? Because I think of a lot about that scene. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it convinced Jamie Foxx. 
because as as Dante was saying, like he's just mm-hmm. he's just pure villain, and all he needed was that little tipping point. I I for yeah. the life of me can't figure out what the lizard's fucking problem was. Like you know, like uh, the wh- lizard, why are you mad? I, why are you I'll, even angry? Well, I don't what what's happening? What's also, like why is this dude fun- like even a thing? Well, what also but I don't I do I, appreciate yeah. that they mocked his. I appreciate them making fun of how absurd his his evil plan was in the uh, in in the yeah. movie. Like to turn yeah. everybody. That's what a fucking stupid concept. So they they really uh you know they they just absolutely like I pre- that part of the fan service too. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not against fan service. It just needs to be done well, and I think that was another part that was done well. But. Yeah. Why was Lizard there beyond that joke? Like, what did he provide to that? I didn't feel any nothing. Push nothing. I'll be from honest him. with you. Nothing. Lizard is my biggest gripe with it, even because I know you have a big gripe with Sandman as well. But my biggest yeah. gripe comes with Lizard because he really doesn't have any motivations. I, it would have been, it would have been funny if he just would like randomly be like, "We're gonna, I'm gonna turn the the whole town and the whole world into lizards," and they would be like, "All right, dude, chill out, like chill out." Like that would have been. Like, if we just got more of him just being fucking crazy and weird like that, that would right. be funny. But we don't. Right. We don't even... They don't even fucking bring him into the apartment. He just stays in the fucking truck outside. Stays in the know? truck. And then but, he has that... We- there's that weird moment where he's like, oh, here it comes. Like, he has some fucking weird, like, exactly. premonition that it's about to happen. But they didn't but, dive deep enough well, into him. what gets him. me is that, like, he is, the, he is probably one of the smartest ones, if not the smartest... He he's up there with the smarts when it comes to Norman Osborn and Otto Octavius because it's yep. it's fucking Kurt Connors, you know, like yeah, he, yep. he did a lot of shit. Dude, they didn't and he even was show a priest. him. He was a he was just there. Guy. They well, let yeah, Doctor Kurt- Strange catch him off screen. Like <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, they didn't even show him really. They they're like Strange caught him in the in the sewers or something. Right. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. He was really just kind of there for comedic purposes. The only good line of Lizard was when they were on the dungeon, and he warns. I think he's warning Peter of of changing people. Like it's not always a good thing to change people, which kind mm. of shows you like, okay, maybe Lizard has kind of learned its his lesson a little bit, but because because who knows where he was grabbed from, when when exactly he was grabbed from? Because I don't think Lizard says because when they're all kind of explaining like when they were grabbed they were grabbed like right before they were dead yeah. right yeah. but i yeah. i don't exactly remember if lizard said anything in particular about that um but no he didn't but I, it, when it comes and to, here's how i feel too if you can't yeah. remember it because i'm like i'm try. that's how i was sort of as i was thinking up to this episode i was like did this happen and i'm like wait a second if i can't remember it it couldn't have been that good <laughs> You know, and like that's yeah. it's it's a testament to the the, and, the part of the movie. And see, when it comes even in the first Amazing Spider-Man, Kurt Connors was an interesting character, but the lizard itself not that very interesting. And when it turns the lizard, lizard it's yeah, not that no, very the, interesting. All he's trying to do is turn all of New York into fucking lizards. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very mediocre, uh, and that's what really dampens that film. And I just think in general. He's just not that interesting of a villain. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know too much of his history in comics. Maybe he's cooler in the comics. We're, spoiler alert for the video games. It seems like we might get him back in Spider-Man 2 on mm-hmm. PlayStation. Um, I'm glad some, you brought up the games. I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to mention the games a little but, later on. But. but yeah, when it comes to the other weaker villain in Sandman, 
Yeah, he's weaker, but I like that he's kind of... If there's anybody, he has a real fight of, like, should I be me and bad or should I be good? Because, really, he just wants to... He's supposed to go back to his daughter, and that's... And, honestly, in Spider-Man 3, he was... He wasn't that bad of a guy. He was a cool, interesting villain in Spider-Man Three, and what yeah. killed Spider-Man Three was Venom so part of, and all that part bullshit. Of Spider-Man Three, exactly, exactly. And I kind of wish. I think what would have helped Sandman in this movie is if we got that little, because I don't know, he didn't really get that much of a backstory to his history with Peter. You know, like mm-hmm. he was technically, I think, the one, if I remember correctly, he was the one who killed. Uh, uncle ben he was the one who killed uncle ben because he was there that night as well he was the driver i think yeah and uh if we got that on the rooftop because because i really liked on the rooftop going back to the rooftop scene which i absolutely love toby explaining about uncle ben and him having that that revenge and him going to want to kill the killer you know and he says he he did it but i wish he said i thought i did it turns out i didn't and then i was able to reconcile with the past and forgive the killer which he did by the time spider-man 3 rolls around so uh but i like his back and forth i like his introduction i really enjoyed sandman's introduction which i wasn't expecting to i like that he was like hey peter and trying to help him because that's where things were kind of left off in spider-man 3 that they were on good terms so that makes sense for him to be on the good side for the most part. And then I can see him being easily turned because he just he's not a very trusting person, which makes sense because none of them are. So I don't know. I don't have that many gripes with Sandman. I wish he was utilized better. That's my biggest gripe. So, yeah. And I, I wish we just got more of what's his, uh, what's the actor's actual name? I, I can't remember. I think it's like Hayden something, something. Hayden Christensen? Hayden, Hayden, not Hayden Christensen. I think it's like, is it Hayden Thomas Anderson or something like that? I don't know. Uh, but I just wish I'm like we got yes. like why the fuck is he sand the whole time? You know? Like can't he revert back to just being right. a person and then use the sand when he wants yeah. to cuz th- I'm pretty sure he was able to do that in the third movie. Yeah, I don't that know. That was very that annoying was, that he was that only was, he was only his human form in yeah, those last I was, moments. Yeah. I, I just kind of figured like maybe they couldn't actually get Hayden Thomas Anderson or whatever. I thought maybe I didn't even know that was his actual voice for the longest time. I thought it was just a guy trying to sound like him. So, but yeah, those are those are my biggest gripes when it comes to Sandman. I honestly thought, um, I thought Sandman was boring. Um, even in the even in Spider-Man Three, uh, where he first popped up, I just thought the character was boring. Like the the actual character, even from the comics, I just think he's boring. Um, I get his backstory and the interaction with uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3. Um, but I think it's the the character and also the actor. Honestly, I think the actor, I'm sure he's a great actor, but I feel like just his delivery, even when he is his like human form, um, I thought his delivery was just kind of like monotone and like the kind of the same thing even in no way home i thought he was just boring they didn't give him a whole lot to chew on uh, as well a uh, very little like him sandman and lizard got very 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 little to work with i feel like in this movie um i think they i think and obviously they gave william defoe the most to chew on but i, I was reading about this earlier today actually that um i don't know if y'all touched on it i had to use the bathroom earlier so i stepped away but um 
that uh, William Defoe said he wouldn't do the movie unless he can like do like stunts, do yeah. physical stuff and be involved in the movie. Yeah, in the more in the movie a lot more. Um, yeah, I respect so that they a lot. gave him and and they gave Doc Ock the most to chew on because number one, they're the two most iconic, you know, past Spider-Man villains. Yeah. Um, and then also like there's not much you can do with Electro, Lizard and Sandman. Um, so I thought those the, even when the trailers before even watching the movie, even with the trailers, I was like, OK, Sandman, Electro and Lizard. These guys are going to be they're going to play more like henchman yeah. roles. They're going to be there just to kind of be there. I, um, I wouldn't really put Electro fine, as a henchman. But I, I don't. I, what I was trying to finish yeah. saying you left is that, like, yeah, they they don't really do much. But, like, at the same time, do you really want – because you've seen Amazing Spider-Man too, Dante. Do you really want that, yeah. that Electro coming in? They had to do a full-on swipe. I'd be okay with him just being Jamie Foxx, him looking like Jamie Foxx. That's fine. I don't want the weird comb-over. I don't want him – the – the messed up teeth. I don't want the him looking all blue. Oh, no, and the, the stuff look like that. It, no, the look had the look had nothing to do with it. The look had any, nothing to do with it. Like he could have he could have been Jamie Foxx. Yeah. He could have been blue. It doesn't really matter. It was it was the fact that his character, like you see with uh, uh, William Defoe's Green Goblin, he you know has the split personality. So he's going back and forth, and he's trying to be good, but he's still Goblin. And with uh, Doc Ock, you know, he's yeah. being controlled by the tentacles. Then he gets free that amazing scene where he actually uh, where they put uh-huh. the chip on him and he gets free. Um, and even even with uh, even though they didn't have much to go with, but or well, Sandman, because lizard, they just stuffed him in a truck. Um, but with Sandman, like even he had a little bit like, I really want to go see my daughter, but yeah. I don't trust this kid, blah, blah, blah. Whereas with Electro, they didn't touch on like him being max at all not necessarily physically i mean they kind of touched on oh you look max different sucks, whatever bro. but um his personality his personality wise are like being a good person and being betrayed like he taught he told his backstory but none of that really mattered because he was just a totally different person yeah. and he was one note he was a yeah. one note character like in even in even those amazing spider-man 2 i don't think was no, very he good had no- um and i don't think electro was very good either but he still had a little bit of dimension ah. um between the two versions of his character versus in this he was just a one i'm gonna i have to step in with i have to step in with a quick unpopular opinion here okay. uh yeah we should have gotten the same exact fucking character from the amazing spider-man as bad as it was it should have been him for the sake of consistency like i get it was stupid and bad but own it and just bring that dude in why is it is it uh, did i miss the plot line is it because the electricity's cooler that he's cooler in the universe like i don't i don't get that you know he know. should have just absolutely been that they have dude a little from throwaway the line they had a really i like the throwaway line like why the hell are you like so different like you you were a nerd a nerdy looking guy but i like the little throwaway line because it's just like whatever nobody really understands which okay i i guess but what i liked is there, there, there's not even that much to go from Electro, even if you went back. Like, the only reason he really became a bad guy is because he's like, hmm, nobody liked me. You know, I just want people to like me. That, that's, that was literally it. That's all it was in Amazing Spider-Man 2 of Jamie Foxx being like, nah, I'm not a likable guy. Oh, that shucks. You know, like, I'm also yeah, kind of a creep. I'm also yeah. a fucking creepy guy to women and all that stuff. That's all he was. So... 
to make him just more menacing and about the power, all about the power, I'd, I would rather take that than him just fucking, nobody likes me, and he just fucking has a rage well, fit the whole time. But see, see, even even that, though, even that could have been a no, little bit no. more depth because instead yes. of instead of I instead of it being i just want more power i want more power i'm a villain i want more power it could have been like i'm looking for approval either approval from these other villains approval from spider-man well, approval see, from somebody um because that was his whole character yeah. even in the old movie like but even that would have been a little though. bit more you, to chew on versus i just want more power i want to be a, villain. a little bit at the end finally which I will say they do it well of him, like, well, nobody liked me. I liked the part where he is finally defeated, and him and Garfield have that minor interaction of, like, come on, Max. Like, you were, like, people, you were my guy. Like, you were my guy, which isn't entirely true. Like, I don't know why he still tries to fuck with his head a little bit, but. He's not fucking with his head. I mean, that's, (laughs) he's trying to, he's trying to get somebody that, that lost his shit over the fact that yeah you know that's true and it, we've all that had that true. friend we've all had that friend that got really sad that, when we did it yeah it's just as much and you kind of hit him like oh no man come on we were best of i buds. think electro's problem is general it's just how bad amazing spider-man 2 was and it just that that can be a whole other rabbit i mean hole. yeah ultimately um, it comes down to I, that yeah i mean ultimately that's yeah. what it comes down to like the character just it just it just yeah. wasn't good to me. I will like, say though, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't like his I liked character at all. The little bit of a remixed version of his theme song when they were fighting in the woods, I liked the I liked that a lot. The little remix of Hans Zimmer's. Oh, you talking about like the little like the yeah, bass yeah, drop whatever yeah, thing electro's, yeah, electro's music because he the bass drop that was never my issue in Spider-Man Two. I liked I liked his music for the most part. The weird, crazy part with this theme was, like, when the voice in his head is, like, talking to himself, which I guess, yeah, they don't really address that either because technically Electro has voices in his head talking to him, too, of, like, kill him and all that stuff. But, yeah. but I, well, anyways, kinda, I liked that theme that song was Alfred. fucking nuts by Hans Zimmer. So <laughs> I liked that they they still had the bass. They still had it a little crazy, but they brought it back just a bit in the remixed version. So... I'll give credit credits due. I think it's Michael Giafino or something. I'm gonna try to get this guy's name right. Um, but he did a great job. So, one thing I do want to say before I think we should probably move on to end credit scenes because end credit scenes were obviously uh, yes. very yeah. important. Okay. But before yeah. I was, yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I do just. I want to just say one thing. And I don't know if you guys will agree with me. Dante, I don't know if you can agree with me yet, unfortunately. Um, this movie has a lot of villains, and it felt still felt bloated. And it, I think we, we, we agree on that, that we, we all have, like, moments of why is this villain doing this and that and that. And that. Um, it's a different medium, so I, obviously I got to understand that. But I still think Spider-Man on PS4 is the best fucking Spider-Man story that's been told in any medium at all that I've have experienced. You, watched, you haven't it's watched it in any Spider-Verse, movie. have you? I, I did watch You did? You did watch it in Spider-Verse? It, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think it's a better story than than Spider-Man PS4. Mm-hmm. I, it's too too convoluted, in my opinion. Okay. Um, it's good. It's better than... Into the Spider Verse is better than No Way Home. I'll say that. Yeah, 
No, um, I, I still agree with that for sure. I have it right uh, behind. But Spider-Man right behind PS4, Spider for some reason, like, I never once, when Electro showed up, because Electro shows up in Spider-Man PS4 kind of suddenly, there's not really much takeaway, but God damn it, is he fucking menacing? You get a vibe of what his problem is, but then he's just like, he's just there, and they, they don't do too much with him, but they do just enough. Same thing with Vulture. Vulture's just there. Oh, shit, they establish a small bit of, uh, uh, of sort of like, you know, the the mild kind of issues they've had in the past. They just, and I think it's just a product of no one's written Spider-Man that well. It's just Spider-Man hasn't been written that well, or they haven't put him in a point. And that's the one exciting thing about where I don't want another MCU movie with Spider-Man because, as we talked about, I feel like Sony will somehow fuck it up. But I absolutely love where Peter Parker is right now in this universe. I don't want it to be in the MCU universe. It can just be its own thing because I just don't want to risk continuity issues. They already fucked up in the first one, fucking up the, the years since the Ch uh, Chitauri yeah. incident. But, um, yeah, G give me a Spider-Man that's just, like, fucking late on his bills. Just, like, mm -hmm. exactly. shit. I got to pay my bills, but I got to go get these photos real quick to pay my bills, and then I'll go yep. fight crime. Like, that's I'm ready for that to have, and that's why I think Sp Spider-Man on PS4 is the best Spider-Man story that's been told so far. So, yeah. um, But I think they handled villains really well, so I don't, I can't wrap my head around why a movie can't, can't do it. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair take. Because movies try to just like same thing with uh, whenever they try to do film adaptations for video games, they try to jam so much right. into two hours yeah. that they do have more they, time. Like have to put stuff yeah. on the cutting room floor. Yeah. So with video games, it doesn't seem like it when we play them, but the video games you have ten, twenty, sometimes thirty hours. Um, worth the content, you know. Obviously, better players right, will get through it quicker. A lot so of those hours, though, are hours, spent but, like yeah, of us fighting henchmen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the story is only yeah. told probably collectively yeah. because I'm sure you can look up a video right now on YouTube of Spider-Man PS4 all cutscenes, and it's probably 40 minutes long at most. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just probably just the medium. The medium, just because, because even with some of the greatest video games with amazing stories when you're playing them, when they try to translate them to like a movie, it's just always yeah. dog shit garbage. Um, and I think that's mostly because Hollywood tries to change right. shit too much. Even when they're adapting comic books right. and books and uh, whatever, they they try to Hollywood the shit out of it. Which, again. Sony, I'm afraid. What's I'm af I'm a, I'm a, I'm anticipating and excited for what happens because, like you said, him being in an apartment yeah. like that Spider Man that is Spider -Man, such yeah. a great Spider Man. But I'm also like very weary of what Sony's going to yeah. try to do. It's concerning. Which, which, and I don't know if y'all like this little transition. I feel like ties into the yes. whole Venom scene. Let's let's talk I, about that. I hate. Yeah, I I absolutely hated the Venom scene. But then again, I'm yes. not a big fan. Of Venom, uh, it doesn't make sense to me why he even got teleported in the first place. Because people who know Peter <laughs> Parker and know Spider-Man were the only ones, or know that Peter Parker and Spider-Man were the only ones who were supposed to get teleported. And yep. if people start saying, "Well, you know, uh, 
uh, pushing up the glasses. Technically, Venom is an alien, and they know like everything about the multiverse and the universe. So technically, yeah. he would know. Oh, Fuck that bullshit. That. Okay. Fuck that bullshit. I, that I don't was... think he should have been there. And it's, but the only thing I do love is that they just throw him away. That Ken Feige was like, no, 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 no. We're not gonna <laughs> bring him. We're not gonna bring this guy into the MCU. Are you insane? So I do like though that the symbiote is like hinted at. They could they, that Kevin Feige could do something interesting with the symbiote. What will they do? I don't know. And I hope we don't see that for quite some time because I'm just I don't really care right now. I don't really care about the Venom symbiote or any sort of goo for that matter. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think that's what you were saying earlier is what the internet and everybody is saying. I guess there's in that, in the end credit scene for let there be carnage venom or the symbiote says something to Eddie Brock along the lines of all of us symbiotes share knowledge across dimensions yeah, and worlds shit. and the multiverse or something like that. And I think that's what people are saying is like, Oh, because the venom in Spider-Man three knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. That's why Tom Hardy's venom got transported and blah, 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 which it, it kind of sort of makes sense, but it's also very cringe and I don't oh, like yeah, it at all. Awful. Um, I feel like, I feel like them even making that Let There Be Carnage uh, post-credit scene where Tom Holland was on the television was, uh, after watching No Way Home, I thought it was so, now I think it's so stupid. I was excited for a little bit. I was like, okay, this might be interesting. Now I think it's stupid and it's annoying and like I was already kind of iffy on the whole uh, Tom Hardy Venom and the whole Venom verse and now I dislike it a little bit more. Um, because they like teased it and that then did nothing bad. with it with the Fantastic. exception with the exception of the little bit of symbiote being left behind which can be interesting there's theories of what could happen i think honestly that they're probably going to go with uh uh they're probably going to go with i think they're going to go with the agent yeah, venom um, like in that. the comic books with uh, flash thompson um but at the same time like that that ugh, i hated yeah. that end credit scene that was probably one of the worst end credit scenes it would for be, the mcu movies um, really really uh bad of dante unfortunately you won't enjoy this but chris i think we can agree that the two best cameos in this movie were the fact that we had janice moss in the actual movie Yes. And then I was, that, God, I was and then I, we had <laughs> Danny Rojas in the the edit, end credit scene. That, that's who it was. It was, it was Danny Rojas. Danny fucking like, Rojas. That was oh, Danny that's, fucking uh, Rojas. Ted, that's Ted what Lasso, I was, I was like. I was like. Yes. I, was like, why I heard the about fuck that. Does he look so? I, I don't know why it didn't hit me. I'm like, wow. Danny Rojas. So familiar. Yeah. And Those why is he acting like somebody cameos. that exactly you know? Yeah, the Janice Moss though, I thought immediately too. I was like, Janice Sick, Moss bro. and Danny Barry, Rojas, man. best cameos. Which is God, the, <laughs> yeah. the sweet yeah. irony of the fact that we just did an episode about <laughs> Barry and Ted Lasso yes. and two people from that show yes. uh, were in this movie. Um, yes, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's not much I can say that won't echo what you guys just said. That that is. As I said earlier, not all fan service is bad. That was terrible fucking fan service. That yeah. was just yeah, that was terrible. People, Horrible. people went, oh, I can't wait to see uh, uh, Tom Hardy in, in the Spider-Man movie. It's like, yeah. okay, you got it at your end credit scene, and then Honestly, yeah, Marvel came through people. and was like, fuck you, we're out. Fuck, 
fuck those people who are like, oh my god, I can't wait for Tom Hardy's Venom with yeah. Tom Holland. I'm like, why the fuck would you want to ruin something good? Why would you want to ruin something that? Good I would not put bullshit? it. I would not put it beyond. And this is all based on just internet like rumors and stuff like that. So who am I to fucking speculate? But I I would not put it beyond Sony to go ahead make that end credit scene in Venom, put it out, and then fucking Kevin Feige is sitting there like, what the fuck? have you done and then he turns around and makes that scene like it's just a pissing contest between the studios that would be that would be that's, hilarious that's the that's only way i can down. see why what is the other i can't see a, a reasonable explanation other than some i can't imagine john watts hearing from andy circus and being like yeah that's a great idea let's do this together like that doesn't make any sense to me yeah the only the only way i could possibly see them doing that on purpose both of those scenes on purpose was just simply only to introduce a symbiote into the mcu like that's the only way i can see that making sense otherwise it's a waste of time they could have done something a lot better now let's let's move to the second one the doctor strange multiverse of madness trailer yeah this Uh, one i'm I'm I was not expecting a trailer like a teaser i was the way they delivered the trailer Interesting. Very cool. Not that cool. Uh, I was. I, I like the concept. I was meh. Did not yeah, like I like the, the concept delivery. with it. Yeah, I feel. I feel the same way. I thought it was kind of meh. Uh, I do like. I will say though, I, I did freak. I had an audible "oh shit" moment when we see at the end of it, uh, which I I was hoping that we'd see him, and we did. We saw Strange Supreme, so I'm I'm glad that we saw that guy. Yeah. The the what if Doctor Strange? So, because yeah. I I love that storyline in What If. I thought he was awesome, and I thought if there's some way that Ken Feige could bring him into live action, it'll be so cool. Uh, mm. And the fact that it seems like they're doing that, um, it's gonna be really really exciting. I- I'm excited for the film, uh, but I think going into it, going into Multiverse of Madness, I'm gonna try to watch as little as possible about it. Any yeah. sort of details. I'm, I'm not risking. I'm not risking this because I can yeah. say wholeheartedly, if the internet didn't ruin as much as it did for me, I probably would would love would have liked No Way Home a lot more. Yeah. But a lot of the big moments were just they didn't hold any. Yeah, they I, just didn't hold any weight for me. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's just. The internet is just ruined. It's starting to ruin the MCU in general. I, I think because well, people are just people are starting to expect way too fucking much from them. They're, yeah, they're I expecting think we, we, that every movie should be an Infinity War Endgame type thing, and that's just not going to fucking happen. No, not I, every. I, I don't, yeah, not, and I don't think. Yeah, I well, don't I think, think this was also it, marketed no. as that uh, again on Sony's part that this was supposed to be. The I think biggest. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They. I, so and I think yeah, Sony blew the expectations way, way, way high. I don't think so. Um, so I, then I don't people think expected so from that Sony's because I think for them, in their minds, I, they all know like this is the culmination of the Spider-Man movies. We don't give because it's Spider-Man. It's Sony marketing, so it's like yeah, this is the culmination of Spider-Man and his Endgame, you know. But yeah, is it 
marketed poorly to fans that like okay you should market this that this is the culmination of 20 years of spider-man and not some mind-changing mcu stuff yeah i I totally agree with that but i don't know i just think people just have too many expectations when it comes to mcu movies anymore not every single one is going to have a post-credit scene that's going to have some mind-blowing thing or is going to have something in the mcu that's going to blow open and change fucking everything, you know? Like, the the whole... Well, it doesn't necessarily have to blow to open and change because... everything. But typically, yeah, typically with most Marvel or MCU post-credit scenes, um, it doesn't necessarily blow a whole new wall. But, like, think of, uh, like, the yep, Eternals post-credit example. scene with Blade, uh, with is... Blade. And, yeah, it's not going to blow That's open nice. the entire MCU, but it progresses the story. Yeah. It teases you on a n- another storyline or, you know, yeah. something like that. Like... It, uh, it doesn't have to be mind-changing. And even the movies themselves don't have to be, like, game-changing oh, yeah. and, like, re- and change the whole exactly, facet yeah. of the MCU um, like, yeah. as a whole. And I don't think that's what the expectation was for even this movie with No Way Home with Spider-Man. It wasn't... We weren't expecting it to just, you know, change I, the whole it, surface of the and MCU I totally entirely. I agree with you. Um, it just didn't have that much of think, an impact. Like, in, in Tom Holland's in Spider-Man story, like, it, obviously it changed things, but... Like that change could have happened in a sh- much shorter time, but the movie was two and two and a half hours long because it was more of like a Sony love letter film, which is fine. Yeah. Um. It just had very little. Like, if you like removed everything, like as far as that was Sony, like if you removed all the past villains, removed Tom McGuire, and removed oh, Aunt Andrew Garfield, obviously the movie would be a lot shorter. The movie would be obviously a lot shorter, but um, it 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 like. The actual plot points for Tom Holland's character, uh, minus the Sony stuff, um, it it was it 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 could have been a lot quicker. Yeah. Like it was it was drawn out because the the fan service stuff, which is fine, but it, the, all that could have happened a lot sooner. Yeah, yeah I agree. Is and, basically and I mean, what I'm saying. And, I, and what um, I was trying to say too is like, yeah, we may not think that every, or we may not expect that every MCU movie is going to have something mind blowing or really you know break the fabric and blow it up but there's a lot of people out there that think that and think that they should be doing that and that's it's those people it's it's that part of the internet culture and that's that's just kind of uh dampened spirits i think quite a bit when it comes to the theories i think the biggest the the leaks and but mainly i think the theories everybody's got to get their theories checked just under the fucking control and not everybody's theories are going to be right you know and it's just well i think one of the well i think one of the biggest things is it, honestly i feel like it's the critics um because critics they 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 obviously they don't they don't most critics don't follow the mcu like you know mcu fans do they don't know that there's progression to the story there's parts where the the, in the story when i say story i mean like yeah. all the movies collectively where things kind of slow down and you tell a little bit more personal stories and there's times where there's more of a collective and you have the ensembles you have avengers you mm-hmm. know the big movies um they ex- a lot of critics just see them as movies and they're like marvel studios yeah. movies it's like okay marvel studios came out with movie a okay now they came up movie b and movie b sold even more it's, it's numbers to them oh movie c came out and sold even more movie d came out and sold even more so now the expectation is to like for every single movie to come out to be like bigger than the last bigger than the last bigger than the last when that's not what it's supposed to be nobody expects black widow to be as big as avengers endgame but because if it doesn't make you know 
close to the same amount of money or like a little bit less money than whatever other movie, then they the critics will try to deem it as a failure. So then they are basically setting the expectation in a lot of average fans' minds that, oh, these movies all need to be over the top and more over the top and more over the top yep. when they don't need to be, just like the yep. Disney Plus shows. You know, they don't need to keep growing, growing over the top because those are a lot more personal stories. Like Hawkeye is a much more personal story, but I think it's been yeah, great. Yeah, about Hawkeye. Um, we're, we'll have a, when we come back yeah. for the new year, we're going to have a, I think we're going to do a Hawkeye in review because I have some thoughts on Hawkeye as well, which it could very well change going into the uh, the season finale. But the finale. after yeah. episode five, I got some thoughts um, on that one too. Yeah, but as far as the Doctor Strange teaser, just to bring it back there, um, like I when I when I realized while I was watching in the theater, I realized what was happening. I was like, oh shit, this isn't just like a post credit yeah. scene. This is an actual like teaser. So like I was like, oh shit. I sat up in my seat. I like sat on the edge of my seat and I was looking and I was trying like I feel like everything like went by really, really yeah. quick, number one. Yeah. Like they flashed yeah. a whole bunch of images. So I'm trying to keep up with what I'm seeing on the screen. And then, you know, they show uh the strange supreme at the end, which I thought which I thought was cool, but also in my mind, I was also a little bit disappointed because I was expecting the antagonist for Multiverse of Madness to be like a and like not an extraterrestrial, but like a extra dimensional type force. Because you're when you're talking about the multiverse, it's still I'm very thinking well could like be. I, like a Kang level thing. It could be um, or like Nightmare or Dormammu yeah. or well, something. I mean, like it, said, it could very like very well be that Shimugorath being in it in some way or another, and technically, yeah he is going to be in it because uh in what if i mean doctor the evil doctor strange i guess you want to call him but he's not even that evil Mm -hmm. so i don't know how that's going to play into the fact but whatever that's the tentacle thing thing, right devoured it now that's so cool about about this doctor strange that he devoured literally all these great uh multiversal beings Mm -hmm. to get their powers and he has it for himself now so it's going to pose a a serious threat to Doctor Strange which I don't know how it's going to happen but also I could also see the twist of what if what if Scarlet Witch becomes the actual villain of this because we forget that she has uh, what's the book what's the book called oh uh, uh, Darkhold Darkhold she has the Darkhold and is doing all that so there's also there was deep implications I, in WandaVision that she she is no longer a hero. She is very much so a selfish only going for herself and the only thing that yeah. she may be the only reason she may even be helping Doctor Strange is the potential to have her kids back. So Yeah. That could, I could see that, that could go ugly. Um Going back to the tentacle thing, though, I feel like in one of the little flashes in the trailer, I feel like I did see oh, there like, was. a yeah. giant oh, was eyeball there, thing sure. with yeah. tentacles. Was. There was. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, I thought I, I thought I saw yeah, something there like was, that. There was that, too. So, that so could be, maybe I would maybe. say that it was not a trailer. It was definitely not a full trailer. It was it, it was, was definitely yeah. Yeah, a teaser. Definitely something for the end of a movie, because um, as you said, everything just happened so fast. It was like. That would, if that was released yeah. on YouTube, people would be like, "What? 
what did I even just watch? Yeah. It was very much so a. Oh, I'm I'm very much hoping I'm waiting for somebody to like record it in theaters or for them to put it on YouTube so I can just pause like play pause everything I, so I can I see exactly that, what happened. That, that um, little teaser stays just for like movie going experiences, but I do believe that we'll probably get like a full on trailer within the next few weeks or at least by the start of the year. I think yeah. we're going to get something for it. it and, it'll be it's going to be coming and, sooner rather than later. I think, especially with the way they you know had part of that could be just part of the trailer you know there could be a bigger trailer with those same scenes i don't know but and this is where my dilemma lies is when they do drop the multiverse of madness trailer do i actually want to watch it marvel's okay with it i think i I might try to avoid i think i might try to just avoid everything I think I might try to avoid everything. Like my buddy said, he that's what he's doing. He doesn't watch a trailer. He doesn't re- watch the interviews. He doesn't read articles. He doesn't do anything. So he like he literally went. I need to talk to him because he went into No Way Home like wow, completely blind. Wow, that must be blind. amazing. Yeah, that must and, have been awesome. Yeah, that experience must be amazing. So I kind of want to try close. I might watch the first trailer, but I'm, I, oh God, I just I wish I could just I could I wish I could have watched No Way Home blind. Um, yeah, it's impossible. Dude, that, we've been that talking been about amazing. this. We've been talking about this. That would have been amazing. It's literally it's it's been over a year since I said the theory of uh, Toby and Andrew Garfield coming back. All the Spider Man's stupid, and I, there's still a part of me that's yeah, like, I yeah, that, that was that was stupid. That was that was stupid. But no, you know, okay. what are you gonna do? But, but Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield was great. Andrew though. Garfield was really Garfield the same. Toby, if it was just Toby, I would have been like, no, no, no. Now, now I wish when it comes to end credit scenes, I wish we got. I would have been okay with either us not getting Doctor Strange or mainly more the Venom. But I think what would have been really cool is if we had a scene where, I don't know, we see like a little bit of a, it would have been cool to see like a brief snippet of like Toby go, of Toby Maguire going back to like Kristen Dunst's MJ. Just like seeing that real quick, that happened. Nothing big, nothing big, but just like he goes back, you see her for a second. She says, hey, Tiger, I would have loved that. I would have loved that. But what I would mainly would have loved is if he, if Andrew Garfield goes back to his world and he meets his MJ or something, you know, like he, he runs into his MJ because he says in the movie had like, I haven't had much time for Peter Parker stuff because I'm just been yeah doing, you know, all the Spidey. So it would have been cool to no, see it, like it goes back, some sort goes of back cliff end, facts. some sort of cliff end yeah. or teaser for Andrew Garfield uh, that I would have liked. I would have liked to see that. Yeah. But, uh, Let us get an amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, you know what could, you know what could be interesting, but also possibly very terrible as well. What? What if Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man universe is the same as the? Venomverse? I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking and, the same thing. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. And right Tom now. or Tom Hardy's Venom. If you, his Spider-Man is okay Andrew Garfield. If you see in the trailers, especially the Morbius trailer, it makes a lot more sense now. Where the po- it, even though it's still Toby's. It's the Toby poster that says murderer on it, but mm-hmm. I could it could very well be like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man saying murderer on it because he's he's the more violent uh, Spider-Man now. So oh yeah, yeah. he did. Say and he there went it, on, like, yeah, stop and there is punches. the Oscorp tower and all that. So who knows? Who knows? But I would like that. I kind of yeah. I'd appreciate so. that. But yeah, give give Andrew Garfield yeah, another chance. I, I definitely agree. He was he was done dirty I in his first two movies. He agree. needs another chance. Um, my final thoughts is that this solidifies this is for me 
the best all in all throughout telling of a story of a MCU trilogy. Um, I don't think there's a better MCU trilogy out there to tell a full through line story. I guess if you really want to say the Avengers, sure. But when it comes to a singular character, uh, I think this is the best one. The fact that they had John Watts throughout all three and that he got better and better and better at telling his Spider-Man story is wonderful. And I cannot wait to see what he does with Fantastic Four because, like I've yes, that like I, I've I can't said and implied, see. like uh, I've said and implied so quite a bit, uh, which I'm assuming I have quite the emotional attachment to Spider-Man. I mean, I grew up with this character. He was the very first super superhero movie I think I've watched, uh, and I've loved him ever since. He he is my guy, but who's also been part of my top five was Fantastic Four. I love the shit. They're shitty as hell. They're terrible, but I love the Jessica Alba, yeah, uh, me too. Chris Rise Evans, Fantastic Four movies. Fantastic yeah, movie. they're in my absolute, opinion, Rise of the Server the is def- really bad, but I love that first one. I really do, and I love the connection, and even though they weren't great movies, the fact that they're bringing them back, and now with John Watts doing it, uh, I, I who knows what's going to be able to happen. And there's got to be, there's going to probably be some sort of team up down the road with Fantastic Four and Spider-Man because it's just, it's got to happen. And it, I don't know, man. That I that implication is going to be great too. I don't think the, that's that gonna implication happen. is going uh, it, to. It'll probably happen. I mean, the Fantastic Four they first showed up in a Spider-Man comic, so somewhere down the road there's got to be some sort of interaction with them. So. I don't know if it's going to be in a movie or what or a crossover. I don't know. But anyways, I'm excited for Fantastic Four. The only fear I have with another Spider-Man trilogy is, is John Watts going to be involved or not? I don't think he is going to be involved because he's probably going to be busy with Fantastic Four. So what's going to make or break this next trilogy is who's going to take over for Spider-Man. Is it going to be Sam Raimi? (laughs) Probably not. I hope not. I definitely hope not. Um, you know what I'm looking forward to in the future? Kind of like what you kind of like what you were just saying, like seeing Spider-Man interacting with the Fantastic Four um, would be really cool. But even more immediately, seeing Spider-Man interact with yep. Kingpin, yep. seeing Spider-Man interact That's with Daredevil, yep. which he basically already yeah, did in this happen. movie. That's going to happen. Um, seeing seeing spider-man possibly even interact with the heroes for hire luke cage and iron fist jessica jones like the netflix people um seeing him just interact with other like new york heroes that aren't like mcu avengers level and not necessarily even in spider-man movies it could just be spider-man swing like honestly if spider-man because now that he is i think this is the first time for the homecoming trilogy that he is actually in like in in the like high rise New York mm-hmm. City because before he's in Queens and it's like more smaller, um, now he's in like the yep. big city, um, on his own. If in his winter time when No Way Home ended, it was in winter time, and we know Hawkeye right now is in the winter and Christmas. If there's a slight little moment where they're fighting or doing something, and you mm-hmm. see Spider Man swing by in the background, not necessarily even getting involved. 
I'm not getting yeah, I'm not getting my hopes about it. But if that did happen to happen in this finale, like I'm gonna lose yeah. my shit. <laughs> I, um, I think but yeah, makes, I don't expect like that I to happen. Started it off. What makes me so excited for this new trilogy, which I, it's gonna probably happen, is that this has a good chance of being the definitive Spider-Man trilogy because, like we've all said before, we're seeing Peter Parker like the Peter Parker we know. He's got to pay his bills. He's broke. He's lonely. He has all this baggage now behind him and the potential of the new villains uh, and just being able to just go into the Spider-Man rogue of characters and not have to worry about leaning too heavily on the MCU is very exciting. And when I said this is the best MCU trilogy, I stick by that. But I also believe that this proves in a lot of ways to just be a prequel spider a prequel tom holland spider-man uh trilogy and now we have the now we have the chance to have the i don't know how to say it the an actual spider-man tom holland trilogy if that makes any sense so well they might they might actually recast them though shut up no i'm serious based off of what tom holland has said He's a uh, he's, yeah. he's trying to take a break from yeah. acting. I think and, uh, that's why I think I don't think the new trilogy. He wants to pass on the torch I, to somebody no, else. He's not going to pass the torch, but I think th- I, I don't think, think it's time for a Miles Morales. I think I think it's I time to get Miles. Well, they, give me Miles. They need to introduce him first. They need to introduce right. Him first, we get we should so. get one Tom Holland. Second one is the Empire Strikes Back. Third is I think we will. Third is Miles. That's how I feel. This I if if the next trilogy happens. That's how it should go. It's time to get Miles in there. Yeah, especially, yep. uh, you know, as much as 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 much as we talk shit about Sony, money talks, and luckily Miles Morales is making a lot of money right now. So mm-hmm. it seems very possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, I think Tom said that too. He's like yeah. he was after or the interview. He's, he's saying, "Oh Miles. yeah, you know." There's there's the three of us. We're all we're all Peter Parkers. We're all the same. It'd be nice to see like different renditions of Spider-Man, yeah. like Spider yeah. Gwen and Miles hey, Morales. And Jamie Foxx like hinted at it um, instead Jamie of just Fox more Peter Parkers. I wish. I, uh, yeah, he I did. I hated that line, yeah. but yeah, he did. So, but uh, it was kind of it was, it was, it was kind of cringy. cringy. It was a little cringy. Incredibly cringy. Uh, but yeah, I do I do think that this next. I don't think we're going to get the new trilogy for quite some time. I don't think we're going to get another Tom. We're going to get no Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. That's going to happen. But I don't think it's going to be for at least four years down the down the pipeline, um, because like like you said, Tom Holland's kind of burnt out of acting too, so he's going to want a little bit of a break. Um, and I think I think Spider-Man kind of needs the movies, anyways, needs a break. We're going to have this freshman year um, show or whatever, so that's that's all right. Some little minor animated but show, a, but you yeah, don't need a we don't need a really. We can pump the brakes a little bit. This is this is Spider-Man Endgame, so pump the brakes on Spider-Man just just a tad bit. But you know, definitely include Miles Morales. That's that's a nice that's a nice sentiment that you just said there, and I agree with you. Sony won't allow it. But uh, you got to remember it. that Sony Sony <laughs> yeah. still owns Spider-Man. They if they want to hold, if they want to hold on to the rights, if they want to hold on to the rights, they need to release more yeah. Spider-Man content. Like what is it like every yeah, at least four so. years, whatever? If they don't do it every four so years, saying, then it reverts back to years, Marvel. Just in in four years, make the new, make the new Spider-Man movie. So, give us at least four years. Give us at least a four-year break. That's all I'm asking. As much money as No Way Home is making right now, yeah, I don't see uh, Sony doing that. They're gonna probably. they're gonna try to push it. So, 
before we finish things up, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. And I know, Adam, you haven't watched all the movies, but I don't care. You can put make your own little list in your head because there's okay. not a lot of movies. Okay. But I want you – I'll start with you, Dante. Rank uh, the Spider-Man movies. Not Ooh. MCU. I mean, like, mm. you can include the MCU movies as well, but just – Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Spider-Man yeah. properties, yeah. Um, I would probably say I have I, I got to start with... I'm probably going to give just like my top three, whatever, because I right. don't know. I'd have to spend a little yeah, more time as far as the other ones. Um, my number one, honestly, even after this movie, is still probably Spider-Man 2. Um, with Even though Tobey Maguire is probably my least favorite Spider-Man, the movie as a whole, I think, was just still the best one spider-man 2 um after that honestly i i actually do like tom holland's take i would probably say homecoming honestly i know that's probably not popular but i actually really liked homecoming um so spider-man 2 homecoming um and then either no way home or the original spider-man with uh with green goblin yeah that's my top three. So you would three you would have no way home in your top three for Spider Man movies. Three or four. Three okay. or four. Yeah, it it'd be it, it's it's at number gotcha. three or four. Yeah, it's, like I said, going back and forth between that and gotcha. the original Spider Man. Adam, uh, I've, God, I I just hate to fucking bite Dante's list, but I I do feel Spider Man two. Um, I do feel Homecoming, and uh, Far From Home though is in there, too because. Yeah. I, so just to say this is like I'm a big villain guy. I like villains, and yeah. that's the only reason Spider-Man Two is at the top is because Doc Ock is the best villain they've done in the Spider-Man mm-hmm. universe. Um, I think the MCU's villains are villains of circumstance and not genuinely enthralling villains. Um, but yeah, for the third one, I don't know. I guess I I, I got to put Far From Home. You know, all right. I feel I can like see that. Like I think Mister. I think Mysterio was, was done great. Very, um, very well. It's just it's so reliant upon the MCU. That's my biggest issue with Far From Home. Is it's it's more so a sequel to Endgame than it is a, a Spider-Man sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Standalone. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna say Amazing Spider-Man too. Fuck it. <laughs> Just throwing hot takes. They haven't even seen it. They're like, fuck it. That's going to be my Bang. Favorite. Andrew Garfield right. looking for his father. Okay. Let's go. The the now, the green the green goblin and amazing Spider-Man. I've, I've seen seen now, I'll ask, so tough. I'll ask tough you this, Adam. There. Because I, mean, I guess it No Way Home's like, up there. You know, it sounds I mean, like I you. I guess yeah. No Way Home's there. I, I just. No Way Home. I just feel like it's it's too fresh. You know, does it does it age well? Does it. Mm-hmm. Is it. You know, where would where would you have right now? Where would you have No Way Home? It doesn't have to be in your top three. But in where, top top of Spider Man movies? Yeah, in, in Spider Man movies, where would you where would you have No Way Home? I guess it's tied with Far From Home. Maybe tie. Okay, maybe a little under. You know what I mean? It's like gotcha. I said, it's so tough for me to rate No Way Home because mm-hmm. it's such a unique circumstance where the internet fucking ruined it for me. You know what I mean? Like, I gotcha. yeah, it's mm. it sucks. And in like. Once it's streaming, I may enjoy No Way Home way more. I may may fucking love the movie. Right now, it's just like, ugh. There's just mild amounts gotcha. of disappointment involved. Now, 
if it streams. Oh, yeah. it's, Thanks, it's, it's probably won't be streaming. No, no, no. It's, yeah, no, they have a deal with Disney Plus now. So uh, it's it's first going oh, to... Word? Well, they got stars, though, as well. So I think first it's got to do like a month or something on stars, and then it's going to come to Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, they made a they made a deal to have hmm. Spider movies finally start to come on to Disney Plus. I don't know how many of them, but I think possibly at least Tom Holland's. So, um, yeah, I feel like yeah. at least put Tom Holland's the ones that Marvel yeah. Studios yeah. actually worked so, on. Adam, too. my last seems question for fair. you too is: It seems like if there's any really really bright spot that you love about this movie, it's Andrew Garfield. Does uh, that make you, even though you now you know, I know you know the the main plots, but does that make you, at any bit, any interest, be like, okay, maybe I'll actually sit down and watch these two movies? Oh yeah, no, listen, I want to see these movies right now. Yeah. There's just there's a barrier to entry. I'm not willing to pay for. That's that's all it is. I'd bootleg the shit out of them if I still bootleg movies. I yeah. just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay to rent them or anything like that. But I I do want to see them. There's never been a point where I didn't want to see the Andrew Garfield movies. Just gotcha. It, it didn't. It, the, my desire to see them did not surpass the barrier. Gotcha. All right. So I'll be honest. I kind of just made a full rankings list during this, just because I've just kind of been <laughs> writing and do. I've just been. Well, what? Just, that's no, so I mean, unexpected. Hey. I didn't it, expect it, that at been, all. It has been spur of the moment. It's been during as we've been recording. I've just kind of been doodling and writing but my list goes as follows my top three uh number one uh still stands for me uh into the spider-verse is my i think oh it's the, the spider-verse i forgot about that oh that's oh, clearly shit. my number i forgot three. all about easily into the spider-verse yeah, that's my oh, number two into, that's easily my hold number on two. Yeah. hold on wait into, hey hey hey, hey. It's <laughs> i gotta turn. change it's my, my turn. list God, damn it yeah, but uh, you, you're Spider-verse. introducing new rules. That's that's not fair. You're what? like that's not new rules. That's a in. Spider-Man movie. That's a Spider-Man movie. That's been yeah, part, but it's animated, it's, so it's like it weird. doesn't matter. It's like, it does not matter. It does not matter. It there's not a lot matter. of animated Spider-Man movies out there, dude, that I have not seen. So there, Spider-Verse is number one. Spider-Verse is number one for me. No Way Home is now my number two, and it is now jumped Spider-Man two for me it has jumped that and it is firmly plants there at number two behind spider-verse then uh toe mcguire spider-man 2 comes in at third at fourth place this may you know ruffle some feathers amazing spider-man andrew garfield's first movie comes in at fourth then i got spider-man amazing spider-man 2 and then Spider-Man three. Oh wait, hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Forgot about Far From Home. Uh, Homecoming. That. Yeah, and yeah. Homecoming. Honestly, yeah. when it comes to Far From Homecoming, I can flip, flip them back and forth because I do love those ones so much. But I have them both, uh, just under Spider-Man two. Okay. So. I was about. I was. I almost thought you were gonna say I have them both under Spider-Man no, 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 three. No, no, no. Spider-Man three like, is last. Hell, but what the kind first of Spider-Man two, the first fan are you? Spider-Man three is last. Just, no way, dude. Spider-Man I have three. Them. You got yeah, the Spider-Man you got Bully McGuire, bro. Like that. Yeah, exactly. that's, that enough is exactly. alone to. <laughs> yeah. To bring it up there. First two Tom Holland movies are right under Spider-Man two. Then it goes Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man two, and Spider-Man three. And finishing up, and also I just want to say I love the little joke 
that they had in the in No Way Home, where Toby's like, "Hey, look, look you're at me. amazing. Look, look yeah. at me. You're amazing. Yeah. You're amazing. Say it. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. That was stupid, hilarious. But I liked it. I, of, that's funny. Of all of all the to- <laughs> of all the Tobey Maguire lines it's, in that movie that I did not like, that I is like the one it. line I, I did like. Bit, I thought so. that was funny. Yeah. Um, it would have been funny. It'd been a lot funnier. It's like with all the fan service in this movie, if Tobey Maguire would have just said to either one of the villains or somebody, and was like. I'm gonna yeah. throw some dirt in your eye. Yeah, that I mean, like, there was there was a me. lot of opportunity for Toby fan service we didn't get. There was no pizza time. Like, just mention that yeah. you want a pizza afterwards. Like anything, dude. Like, come on. That would have been funny. Well, they 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 did do the back line. He's like, dude, oh, I had was, issues I with my back, that. and that's kind of like I a throwback to him falling. He's like, well, oh, also my back. it's a throwback to just the the issues they had leading into Spider-Man Two of him almost not coming back, and because he wanted more money. And he was like, "Well, I have back issues, so I don't think I'm gonna play it anyways." So I, I that's how that thro- that's how that line even came to be in Spider-Man Two. It's because of Tobey Maguire being an asshole and not wanting to come back to set. So, yeah. What a what a what a universe the Spider-Man yeah. universe is. Yeah, man, I gotta love it. I mean, yeah. All in all, uh, you know, Spider-Man, baby, it's pizza time. Pizza time. Uh, this has it's been our Spider-Man No Way Home review. If you liked what you hear, and thank you if you like what you heard. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you for staying with us again for two hours. Two I hours, thought yeah. maybe we would have made it to one at least an hour and a half, but who cares? Uh, if you like what you heard, you can listen to more of our episodes at anchor.fm slash the dash YOLOcast or search us into your favorite uh, podcast service um, we'll be back with a slate of episodes we still have to do our MCU in review and I'm interested to see where No Way Home ranks in that for all of you guys uh, we will have a Hawkeye in review as well um, who knows who knows what else we'll be having oh yeah actually I do know what we'll also be having because in a few short weeks our friend of the show, Ralph Macchio, has season four hey. of Cobra Kai coming right. out on New Year's mm. Eve. So we are definitely, definitely doing a season four review of Cobra Kai. Uh, and who knows anything else? Maybe we'll do a Tom Hanks universe in review. I don't know. I really have no idea, guys. The, T- the opportunities universe. are endless. The Hanks universe. The, the Hanks universe. The THU, baby. The THU. Who... Who knows? The opportunities are endless, but you have to stay tuned to the Yolocast to find out. I'm Chris Dermer, and then join with me as always, Mr. God Awful. Adam, you have anything to promote? Plug before we go. Uh Yeah, I got a lot of things going on, but just 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 search God Awful. And the the the, the result that's a person, that's just click that. That's, that's enough. That's, that's all I it. need right now. I'm going to give a light clap into the microphone as well and give props where props is deserved. Uh, for God Awful, he's being modest, winning uh, the Beats uh, the beats, the beats contest. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I should have a video about the making of, of that coming out soon. So that's something yeah. to promote. Follow yeah. me on YouTube, at God Awful. Follow yeah. me on and Instagram, at God Awful. That's the, that's the way. That's the way. Just find me there. And we're definitely not going to forget about the horniest man in video games, Mr. Daniel Preston, MC. And Buffest. 
And buffest, yes. Yes, that's how it that's how it becomes I'm so I'm trying buff. to be. I don't think it's actually work out. I think it's By just being horny, the yeah. horniness. All yeah, that, the all that build up just the energy, turns into yeah. muscle. Yeah, anything yeah. to promote? Um Yeah. Uh obviously as always, check uh check me out on Twitch. Um live uh usually Wednesdays and Saturdays or Sundays or both. Um twitch.tv slash Daniel Preston MC. Um and I would also like to uh um, put in my hat for the uh, JLC universe. Just want to throw JLC? that out there. JLC. I What's the JLC universe? Think about it. JLC. Think about it. The oh, Lee let's Curtis go. Universe. I was thinking Jesus Christ. I was, I was like, I was well, I was like what's L? What's L? Jesus loving okay. Christ universe. I thought we were going <laughs> real deep into Bible study. Yeah. All right. Yes, I'm, I'm in. Right. Oh, I'm definitely. I'll be watching that tonight. Well, guys, without further ado, thank you for listening. Stay sticky, stay horny, and always remember, it's pizza time. It's pizza time.